G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews. It's your host, Sammy Boy. Um, this week we've got another flashback episode, and it's a good one. It's one of the greatest action-slash-comedy films of the 90s. It's Schwarzenegger's probably last great film. It's James Cameron firing on all cylinders. It's the one and only 1994's True Lies. With me to discuss all the lies that happen to be true is uh, Ant, he's back. Anth, how are you, bud? Yeah, good man, good. I'm uh, not not pumped for this movie at all. I think it's a crock of shit, but anyway. Or is that a true lie? If a lie is true, then it's no longer a lie, so it's a truth. Uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't like this film, to be honest. Because I do. You know what? I like it, Sam. And, and no, it was a lie that happened to be a true lie because I was lying truthfully that I didn't like it. Therefore, I'm actually speaking the truth. Okay. Well, I'm just glad gr- you got a, you got a microphone that works and you sound smooth and sexy and i don't have to hit listen to you and work in the farm or they're on the tractor I don't, i'm just happy well yeah don't be too happy i've actually got my dog on my lap so any second now any second <laughs> <laughs> all right um okay so as you can tell, probably tell this is this is another flashback episode um so spoiler warnings if you haven't um watched the 1994's true lies um but it's for me on front street, probably Arnold Schwarzenegger, or my opinion, Arnold Schwarzenegger's last great film. Um, Made in 1994, and I know what you're saying, but he made like another 20 movies since. But it was probably also the last great action film that encompassed uh, comedy, um, sexual overtones, uh, gratuitous, not really gratuitous, but, you know, yeah, bit of sex. Uh, over-the-top gratuitous violence, for sure. Um, one-liners, like nobody's business. Um, over-the-top comedic acting at times. And a, I guess a, a, an ending that's just so left of field, or not left of field, but hardcore <laughs> that you just wouldn't get in today's environment unless it was someone wearing a cape. Um or I just had it was something like that, like a superhero film. But before we go too deep into this film, Anth, what's your first memory of True Lies? My first memory of True Lies is uh, actually Jamie Lee Curtis doing a striptease. Um, that's my very first memory of True Lies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's every uh, young boy's first memory of that film. Not every young boy, uh, you know, <laughs> saying some young boys, yep. Just, just some. No, no, true, true. Just some, you know. It's 21st century. We've got to be open-minded. Um, so, 
yeah, that look that that's honestly got first memory, but in all trueness, um, just a whole heap of fun. I just laugh like smiling from ear to ear throughout the entire film because uh, it is a long movie, Sam. And oh, you don't oh, oh, fuck it goes forever. It actually it goes, goes it's actually two movies. It's actually two. It's not a subplot. There's two main plots to this film, so it just takes a while to get through them both. Yeah, but I but. Smiling from ear to ear the entire way through. So, you know, just my first memory is just having a whole heap of fun. What a, me- that's a, what a lovely memory to have. Um, it's, it's for me, um, I remember this being on, I want to say like Channel 7 uh, on a Saturday night, just watching um, as part of like the Saturday night movie. And just watching it uh, with the, fa- the family, and I reckon the scene that probably sticks most in my mind is the probably the, the bathroom uh, fight sequence, where he's you know he's first on the horse, the police horse, and then he takes the horse up the uh, elevator, and then they fight in the bathroom. Oh, so do they fight in the bathroom and then lease the horse? I can't remember. But anyway, that fight sequence in the in the toilet and where the, the um, strobe lights are flashing and everything's just destroyed and he walks out and says, oh, sorry about the mess. And then see that old guy just pop his head out of the cubicle to see all this destruction <laughs> and bodies. Poor old dude. He's just like dropping a deuce and all of a sudden all this shit happens and he like hasn't even had time to wipe. <laughs> yeah, Schwarzenegger exactly. just won't let him finish in peace. Just like, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> just walks off. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, and the, probably the second uh, scene I remember the most because I never, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I can I, I never always come into movies like when they started, not at the start. Something to do with my family where it would either be doing something or flipping around or something and we'd always watch a movie like once it's already started and everyone goes, oh, yeah, we'll just watch this. So like the second uh, sequence I remember most is the opening sequence where he um, swims through the pool, takes off his wetsuit to reveal a tuxedo, you know, it's like a, you know, obviously an homage to James Bond. And he goes into the bowl, um, he gets the information he needs, and then his cover's blown, and he's getting chased by guys on um, speed bike. No, not speed bikes, snow- snowmobiles. And then the two dogs that jump at him, and he hits the dogs, and then they cut to the dogs, and they're okay, that's okay, the dogs aren't hurt. And he just jumps into the van, and he drives off. And I just remember, like, fuck, that's a really cool action sequence. So those are probably the, the two um, memories that stick most in my mind. And I guess... What I like most about this film is that the action sequences, um, they're composed eloquently. Like they're really, really shot beautifully, and they're they're. I wouldn't say they're iconic, but they're pretty fucking well done. Anth, what's your favourite sort of uh, sequence in this film? Or action sequences. Well, <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Um, look, you can't really pass the ending having. Uh, you know, a jet just cruising around, you know, whatever, I can't remember what town they were in, but, you know, cruising around all these skyscrapers and stuff, just like he's driving a vehicle. It's like this movie progressively gets more and more insane with the action as it goes to the point where Arnie has to hijack a jet to save his daughter. So I think that whole end sequence there, uh, the end action sequence was just off the chain. And... Uh, we'll talk about this a bit later because I don't want to bring it up, but, you know, still, 
I think holds itself to this day. You know, it's not like a crappy 90s CGI jet or anything. It actually it looks pretty crisp and looks good. So that would have to be my favorite action sequence out of a whole list of favorite action sequence sequences from this movie. Mm. The other one I probably like is when they're finally the true lie is revealed and him, uh, Arnie and Jamie Lee Curtis are escaping that, um, like their hostage situation. And it's just like, just a whole heap of madness and explosions and the gun leaves Jamie Lee Curtis's hand and just does like a full cartwheel down a flight of stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kills a whole bunch of bad guys, just stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, this film is riddled with actually like comedic sequences that you straight off the bat, you know, it's not going to take itself too seriously. And that's what I think Mission Impossible does really well um, is that whilst it's meant to be like an intense go-go-go action film, it does have a lot of levity in it and there are moments where you can get a chuckle and just like go, yeah, relax guys, this is a movie, have a good time with it. Um, and that's probably what something the new James Bond films really suffer from is that you've got such a dry wooden James Bond and you can't really do the campy sort of comedic stuff um, or the career, you know, he doesn't really have the charisma of um, uh, of someone like uh, Tom Cruise or even Arnold Schwarzenegger has got like this weird charisma, don't you reckon? Like he's, even though he's 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 very stiff in his delivery, he's just got that charisma about him that is like, yeah, I'm a movie star, and you're gonna watch me be a movie star, sort of thing. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, he's got that. He's got that little that little smile during his scenes. But yeah, you know exactly. what? You know what else he has in this movie? He has Tom Arnold to play up against, and I think that backwards and forwards, like he's like Tom is meant to be is Tom Arnold, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Tom Arnold. Tom yeah, Arnold. yeah, Tom Arnold. He's meant to be the comic relief. Um, and, and he is, but the fact that he's so funny and he plays off with Arnie and Arnie has a bit to play back, Arnie comes out with a fair few like comic relief moments himself. So I think that that ensemble and Bill Paxton as well, that ensemble that he had to play with really brought, uh, brought out the best in his uh, comedic um, and his, uh, oh, not arrogance, charisma, brought the yeah, best charisma. out of that type of stuff. You know, and obviously he's got the Austrian charm about him. But other than that, you know, I think it has a lot to do with that ensemble cast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's maybe talk about the ensemble cast. Like Tom, for me, I've only ever seen one Tom Arnold film, and this is it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but he nails he nails his role as his like sidekick, sort of uh, field agent, not field agent, like fucking. He's like the Q. Basically, he sits in the van and gives him the intel. Um, in the imp- he's in the earpiece pretty much all the time. Um, I don't know what his character's name is. I can't remember what his character name is. But Tom Arnold is fucking on point, and his the jokes he made. I can't remember what the joke specifically word for word, but there's that joke about divorce or whatever, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, this guy's alright. And um, <laughs> stop cheering me up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis plays her role really, really well as a, as the Dotty sort of. Um, toting sort of uh housewife yeah then goes completely 180 into this femme fatale sort of sex bot um i don't know by the end of the film she's like his partner in crime in the sense that she's like some sort of super agent as well so she just has this really sick character arc um bill paxton as the creep um that's trying to steal jamie lee curtis away from arnold schwarzenegger he's just He's also on the fucking. He's also on point, 
Um, what's the bad guy's name? I can't remember his bad the the, ter- the generic terrorist. What's his name? Aziz? No. Yeah, uh, I've think, just got it. So Salim Salim Abu Aziz. Okay, so Aziz is still he's just a generic terrorist, so there's nothing really there. Um, and then there's um, who else we're missing? Tia Carrere. Yeah, it's the the sort of you know, um, not love interest, but I guess she's the the psychic to Aziz importing the nuclear weapons through her um, company. Um, so I mean, everyone basically, it's fucking everyone's having a go of it. All the actors are, are invested and in, in doing the best for their parts. No one's phoning it in. Um, maybe we'll talk about the plot a bit because, as you mentioned, um, it does get a bit batshit crazy. So, for those who aren't in the know, uh, basically, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a secret agent for an organization called Omega. And he is living two lives. One with Omega as the world's best spy and one as a computer sales rep. I think that's his alias. Uh, and basically just, you know, every, every a, a generic sort of family man, dad slash nerd. And the thing I love about this is that he, or, or the only thing he does to cover up his identities is that he puts on like a, like an old man, um, an old man cardigan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's it. Oh yeah, now he's dad now. And it's like, no, no, my, my dad did like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, you know the, be- I mean? the best bit, the best bit is when they're in the bathroom brushing their teeth and just doing mundane married stuff, right? And he's talking about, oh, the convention, you should have been there. We're talking about the 180 computer system can do this and that. I love the computer business. And you're just like, <laughs> this is when business. this is when you you su- you have some suspicions about this guy. Like if you're married to him and you've lasted this long, there's something wrong with you. You've got you know a six foot Austrian bodybuilder. Like he is not a computer dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not at all. Like not at all. And um, uh, so I mean, came oh Helen Helen's name. So Jamie Lee Curtis' character is called Helen, and she's just like I guess the marriage is kind of going into two separate directions because she's not really paying attention to him. And I guess that sort of ambivalence is probably why she doesn't really probe him or, or suspect anything. Cause she just doesn't care about her husband anymore. Well, it's not that they don't care about each other, but they quite clearly are drifting apart. Um, and then, so Arnie has some, he's upset that he's, he's kind of, he feels like he's losing his wife and he's not giving her the attention that she needs. Um, but I think he goes to sur- surprise her for lunch but then overhears her talking to a man on the phone, um, and that man is uh, uh, Bill Paxson, and um, he's worried that his wife Helen is having an affair. So basically, this is where the subplot happens, and this is basically the film within the film occurs. And he uses his resources from Omega to basically track down who this man is, and it turns out he's a used car salesman, and he's pretending to you to be a covert agent to basically. Um, honeypot or trap lonely housewives such as Helen and basically he's just trying to bang her pretty much and maybe get some money out of her Um, so then Arnie kind of then decides to use his resources to um, basically frighten frighten Simon away from his wife Um, and basically that takes a good 40 minutes of this film that plot maybe a bit more and I just want to know, so Bill Paxton is only in this for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, right? But 
how much do you believe him as that fucking cheesy car salesman? Like, how much does he just, do you want to punch his face in with that stupid moustache and the way he acts? 100%. 100% believe everything about him being a used car salesman, man. I've dealt with a few in my day. And they must go to the Bill Paxton school of used car salesmen because that is what they're all like. <laughs> they're Just all cheese on cheese. Mate. Like they Mate. try to be overly personable, but at the same time, it's like, can you just, like, you're just slimy. You just feel slimy. <laughs> um, and I've got to say, one of the weirdest movies ever is, or oh, sorry, one of the weirdest lines in a movie ever is when um, Arnie agrees or goes on a test drive with one of the Bill Paxton's cars and the car God, I know I know what line you're going to say as you got to say it man because I'm going to put myself on mute because I'm already laughing my ass off <laughs> and in the car they're talking about you know chicks or whatever and um, Bill Paxton mentions that he's got one chick on the go i.e. Arnest wants to take his wife and that she's basically just an idiot because she's believing this routine of him being a secret agent and then he rips out something like, she's got the ass of a 10-year-old boy. And I'm like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you got an ass of a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I get what you're saying. Like, why, why couldn't he say she's got the tightest ass you've ever seen? But no, but the ass of a 10-year-old boy. It's like, what the fuck? Why would you, like, how do you relate like that? Sam. It doesn't make Sam. any sense. When, when I rewatched this movie, right, and that line came up, and, you know, obviously I've seen this movie a few times and the lines come up and I've always tooled in my head. I knew, I knew you were going to say something about that because it's so, it's just like, it makes no sense. What is he doing? Is he looking at like 10-year-old boys and going, oh yeah, that's the type of ass that I want to have in my woman? Like, it's so specific and it's so weird. <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> it's fucking gross. I just tried to Google it, but nothing, no explanation came up, but... It's fucking like so. You're basically saying you like your sexual preference is ten year old boy ass asses. It doesn't make any. Oh, gross! <laughs> fucking gross. Um, hey, uh, you better delete your search history, yeah, exactly. man. Because <laughs> well, I put in true lies explanation. Um, but yeah, anyway. So that's that, there's that. But then, um, so once we kind of get through that, he basically um, uses his. Uh, I, I would assume maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of resources in a helicopter and. Uh, agents that are fully armed and he chops up this guy's uh, trailer park in half and he tells her to stay away, which he does. And after she um, stays away, he then uh, pretends that he is Simon's contact or something and he tells his wife to... um, Yeah, basically tells his wife to come meet him in the hotel and because she's desperate and she's kind of wants some adventure in her life, she agrees. And then the, there's that strip scene where she thinks she's stripping for Simon, but she's not. She's stripping for um for her husband. And I just want to clarify something as well with that strip scene. Yeah, it's me- it's memorable because of how hilarious it is. Yeah, she pours yeah, a exactly. bottle of water from a, a a flower vase on her hair to make herself look sexier. And she manages to rip off her not-so-sexy dress in an absolutely perfect pattern, you know, to show cleavage and every cleavage and everything. And then she does the most weirdest flash dance-esque routine ever. So 
check it out, not to have a perv, but, but just have a really good laugh. And what's good about it is that when when she falls off the bed and you see like him get up off his chair to say, "Oh shit, she all right," but then when she gets back up, he sits down like cause he's trying not to blow his um cover. But, yeah, um, and he's also he's also like you see Arnie's eyes, and he's just like going, "Oh my god, what is she doing?" <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but I mean, it is a bit. Of, it, I mean, it is. She's in like one of those um, '90s uh, bikini things where you know how they, like, they they go up. You know what I mean? Like it's really weird, like the g-string thing there. It goes. It doesn't really cover anything, and it just goes. Yeah. Up. It, it rides up that ten-year-old boy ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and then, um, yeah, she she got like a just a black bra on. So it is, in you know, it is, it is. She's definitely they're trying to you know sizzle a bit here. And basically, from there, I think we then go back into the main plot where the terrorist comes in and he bursts into the room or something. And then, uh, Harry. That's right. His name's Harry. Arnie Schwarzenegger basically convinces to his wife that he's actually a secret agent and bloody bloody blah harry gets rescued um and he has to stop the terrorists from trying to launch a nuclear bomb in the u.s so which he does hold on hold on but it's not done yet because the terrorist knows that he's losing a battle so then he kidnaps arnie's daughter dana played by uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's face, Eliza Dushku, at a very young age. I think she was about 14 when she made this. Um, and then that's when the airplane sequence happens, when he has to rescue his daughter in one of the most you know, craziest action sequences ever. And then finally, finally, he fires the terrorist into a whole bunch of other terrorists and blows them up to end the film. And... If you watch, if you know what I'm talking about, if you've seen the movie, you know what I mean by you're fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's the plot. I mean, look, is the plot fucking fantastic? No. I mean, it's pretty conventional. Terrorists wants to blow up some fucking site and blow up some cities with a, with a dirty nuclear bomb. But is it, is it executed in such a way where you just kind of go with it and you're having fun and you're not particularly worried? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah it does. It does do that. Um, what did you, did you know this though, Anth, that this film, True Lies, is actually a remake of a French comedy film? La Totale is yeah. a 1991 French comedy film directed by Claude Zidi. James Cameron directed his 1994 remake, True Lies. Yes, I've actually got the Wikipedia page in front of me because I was going to drop a fun fact on you, <laughs> but you beat me to it. <laughs> well, I've actually seen that film, La Totale, or how you say it. Um, <laughs> really? It's bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah, um, yeah, but this is much better. But like, in the is American, it similar? Uh, well, I haven't seen that film in ages. Love Tyler, but yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's 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 more emphasis on the spy husband, the wife husband uh, dynamic than it is on the main plot sort of thing. Mm. Um, so this that's where I guess they get that sort of that deviated subplot. In this film, so they 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 Americanize it. So instead of just doing like a romantic comedy with a spy thing, they're like, let's just have a whole bunch of explosions mm. and terrorism. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. America, America. Um, yeah, but fuck, man. Like it's it's of this time. This film was probably like probably one of the biggest spectacles of the year. I would have thought because the action sequences are pretty, particularly like the end when he actually gets in the jet. Um, and he's flying a real jet, and there's a real Harrier jet 
around that sort of a high-rise building. So it's also shot by James Cameron um, and written by James Cameron. So it's a James Cameron joint. But I gotta say though, in the, in the scheme of things, this is probably the end of Arnie's fucking um, sort of long like longevity, I guess, if that makes sense. Because the, the hits he came like the films that came after this were all pretty average. Um, oh, mate, come on! Look, so, are you telling me that End of Days and The Sixth Day and Batman and Robin were average movies? Not only I'm telling you they're average movies, I'm telling you they're fucking garbage movies. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> True Lies, so basically, um, so I guess kids that were born in the 90s won't know this, but Arnold Schwarzenegger was a fucking megastar pretty much from the time of the 80s to about now, so 94 when this film was released. So Conan the Barbarian comes out in 82, fucking melts tits, it's fucking awesome. Um, Conan Destroyer came out in 84, but it wasn't really as well received. The Terminator comes out in 1984, the same year, and that melts faces. Um, then Commando comes out in 85, and everyone's just fucking fapping away to this. Raw Deal, which is, which is an underrated film, I think, um, also comes out in 86, but that's it's a bit small time in its sort of plot. Predator comes out in 87, and everyone's just fucking losing their shit. Running Man, 87. Uh, Red Heat, 88. Twins, his first sort of comedic role with, uh, what's his name, Danny DeVito in 88. Um, Then Total Recall in 90. Kindergarten Cop in 1990. Terminator 2 in 1991. Last Action Hero. And then, bam, True Lies. So then the next film he does after this, or no, it's the same year, but I guess it's chronology, filmography order, is Junior, where he plays the pregnant male. Um, That's Mm. probably the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Eraser, and that was that's just like a fucking that's a hard B grade film. It's like a polished B grade film. It's okay, it's, you can watch it, but it's not good. Jingle All the Way, terrible. Batman mm-hmm. and Robin, horrific. End of Days wasn't that bad. It was okay, it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. Um, his name was stupid, Jericho Kane. Then you had The Sixth Day. <laughs> Which oh, was you know, the, future, the futuristic one? Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't get what was going on. Collateral damage wasn't too bad. That was a pretty conventional uh, plot. Um, I th- is that the one that's got? I'm thinking now that's something else. I'm thinking of. I think that, that's Tears of the Sun. Yeah, collateral damage. Yeah, that's okay. Terminator Three: Rise of Machines. Garbage. Expend uh, around the world in eighty days. Garbage. The Expendables. Who's only a bit part in that? The Expendables Two. Bit part in that. The Last Stand, never seen it. Escape the Last Plan. Stand, Last Stand isn't isn't too bad, but it's not like it, all these movies afterwards. They're not Arnie movies that we would remember. Do you no, know what I mean? Garbage and like they're all fucking terrible. Expend- Expendables three, he's in it a bit. Again, not much. Maggie was fucking horrific. Terminator yeah. Genesis was fucking horrific. Aftermath, never seen it. Um, Killing Gunther. No, 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 don't. That, that's just like you know how Bruce Willis is doing these movies now that just go straight to like video on demand, yeah. and it's just like he's just standing there, and then it's a stand-in for the rest of the movie. Mm. That's what Killing Gunther is. But in uh, Arnie's defense, it just looks like he was there for a paycheck, and he was like, you know what, I'm just going to give the cheesiest performance ever. But that was a shit film. Well, there you go. Uh, he's in some Chinese film called Journey to China, Vi Vi Two or whatever. 
some Russian Chinese thing. And then you got Terminator, the new Terminator film coming out this year, which will be pretty shit, I think. So that's my point. His 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 candle was bright, but it definitely burnt out by fucking nineteen ninety four. Um, would in terms of Arnie films. Because I know you're not really a big comedic action kind of guy. You're more of a horror guy. But where would you rate this in terms of um, like how in terms of enjoyment wise? Where's this sit for you? In the list of Arnie, it's uh, Terminator, uh, Predator, Commando, then this. So in that top in that top five. Whoa, 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 whoa. yeah. What are you going to do about it? If you fucking told me Commando, you like Commando more than this, we should have done a fucking Commando. <laughs> I don't have Commando. <laughs> but, really? But no, the only reason why I like Commando is just because of how... I, I'm, I like... Look, I like Commando more in kind of like a... Like people like Sharknado, I guess. It's just so bad, it's good <laughs> for me. Yeah, that's the whole fucking point. That's, the whole, that's why I like this film, that why, why people like Sharknado. Yeah, but what I like about this movie is that it still stands up to today. Um, yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there, um, and then I'll ask you the same question you just asked me: how you rank them? But um, Escape from LA came out in '96, mm-hmm. and do you remember that horrible CGI scene where it's uh, the not the surfing, the in the ocean? There's that shark, yeah. uh, and the submarine, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So, so that movie came out, uh, you know, a few years later or two years later. And straight away got dated from the bad CGI, um, and it's a product of its time. Blah 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 blah. Now, of course, technology and stuff has changed. People know this is an older movie, but other than the dodgy stunt doubles, which I will also <laughs> talk about a bit later on, um, the the there's no bad CGI. So this movie has aged very well. Whereas, say, a Commando hasn't aged as well as this. You so, kidding, you kidding me? I'm fucking offended. You got fucking, <laughs> you got Billy Duke in there, all right? Fucking kicking ass, taking names. Well, technically, I actually put Commando before this film. I'm just saying, it's, it hasn't aged as well as True Lies. You got fucking Bennett, mate. Captain Bennett, what's your problem? Nah, all right, the worst know. bad guy ever, <laughs> all right? <laughs> like, he's just like a VB drinking, like, doesn't give a crap. Wherein, like, you know what? You could go anywhere in Australia and you could find him. I'm just saying, all right? <laughs> oh, dare you. Look, okay. All I'm saying is, it's a fucking good movie, a lot of action, and... It is! You, I'm not arguing! It's in my you top five! That, we should have done Commander, because I haven't seen Commander in fucking ages. Like, Alright, oh, well, you know movie. what? Yeah, hey, how about this? How about this? I haven't seen Commander in ages either. Find the copy, we'll do a live one. I've got right? a copy! I've got, I've got, oh, you, you I've got, got a copy? DVD, and I've I, got it... I um, don't. I don't. Let's do a live one. We'll do a live I've live pod a, on Commando. Give me special USB, edition. I'll put it on USB for you because I, I think I've Stop got a rip somewhere. Face. Well. Just don't want to see my face. That's all. Oh, I'll see how it is. Right, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, um, okay. how do you rank them, Sunshine? Fuck. Um, nah, because like, I agree with you. Like, I, I really like True Lies. <laughs> yeah, argue with me for 10 minutes and then you agree I'm with me. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, like, you should have told me because we could have done Commando. <laughs> but um, in terms of Arnie films, like... Um, I would have to say, yeah, pretty much from from most least enjoyable to most enjoyable. I'd have to say Conan the Barbarian, Terminator One, uh, then probably oh, Predator, Terminator Two, 
No, sorry, scratch that. Sorry, I've already forgotten. So, what did I say was 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 at the bottom? Yeah, Conan the Conan. Barbarian. Sorry, yeah. Conan the Barbarian. True Lies. Yep. Then probably uh, I'm going to say Kindergarten Cop. Then I'd say Total Recall. Then I'd probably say after Total Recall, True Lies. Then after True Lies, I would say Running Man. Then after Running Man. Probably, I'm going to say, it's going to be controversial, but I'll say Raw Deal, because that's a pretty sweet movie. Then after Raw Deal, I'm going to say Commando, Terminator, Predator, Terminator 2. It's funny, I thought you were going to put True Lies on the list again, because I swear you put it on there twice. Oh, did I? <laughs> this is like in the middle. It's hard for me to really spot, because it's not it's not my favorite, but it's not my definitely not my least favorite. Like This is a good, this is a solid flick, you know what I mean? You know what it's I really like? You know what I really like about this movie, Sam? Right? That is, that, is that it's comedy action and i know i'm not the biggest comedy action fan as you kindly pointed out before but this is comedy action done right so there's no they're not trying to flip flip it on you um now i'll give the scrubs example people watch scrubs and it's a over-the-top comedy then all of a sudden and i like scrubs i'm looking at a majority of the seasons right now in my uh, office here and i do like scrubs but then they flip it on you and they turn it into this really over-the-top drama, right? Whereas this knows that it's a it's an action comedy, and it keeps it that way through the entire the entire film, and it just keep keeps it going. So it knows its tone and it stays. That's because with Scrubs tries to be a dramedy, but the problem that I have with Scrubs, like yourself, is that it's like comedy, 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 and hey, hey, everybody, let's learn a lesson at the end. It's like oh my god, man, just relax. Like comedy, comedy, comedy. Let's kill three people right now. <laughs> so I do I actually, and and yeah, I reckon Scrubs probably should have ended maybe three seasons before it actually did. So yes, I agree with you on that one. Um, but and that's yeah. our Scrubs review, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so all right, let's maybe talk about the things you don't like about this film. So rattle them off. Let us know. Vent to Uncle Sam. What do you like about True Lies? Well, Uncle Sam, one thing I don't like is I really like. That stunt double final Schwarzenegger, all right? Far out. Could you not find anyone that kind of looked like him? Like, mm, did you mm. notice this? Especially, there was that scene where he's riding the horse, right? And yeah, yeah. there's actually some backstage stuff as to uh, why they use a stunt double a lot for the horse ride. Um, there was an issue with Arnie and the horse. Apparently, they couldn't agree on the same protein shake or whatever, and they had an argument, something like that. Um, no, that's not the story. Look it up, people. But um, there was one scene where there was a reveal of Arnie on the horse, and it was a close-up, and it just looked like a 50-year-old middle-aged dude, like average build with different hair. And I'm like... Is there someone else on a horse? Like it just took me completely out. And then a lot of the fight scenes, you can just you can tell it's not Arnie, and you know that might be a product of its time and whatever. But this stunt double really, really stood out. The stunt double they had for Arnold Schwarzenegger, at least. Um, I've got a theory about that. It's because in 1994, the video market wasn't as strong as as it is now, or the you know watch it at home market, I guess. And I guess they just didn't put much effort into those things because they'd never figured people like us would watch these films more than once and and, and, and pause it and look, what the fuck is up with that guy? Like, well, 1994, the video market was um, was a lot stronger. Is that yeah, but it is where the video market wasn't as like, strong. 
even the quality of the fucking film, you know. What yeah, I mean? correct. Like, if, if you're saying it's because it was shot for video um, yeah. and film, and shot for film, and it wasn't going to be, you know, put into HD later on down the track, you know, I'd, I'd get that. Mm. But not what you originally said, mm. Sam. Um, well, fuck you. Um, anyway, so <laughs> things I don't like about this film was a couple that pissed me off is that when the Uzi fires when she drops it, like that just doesn't the guns don't work like that, and it's. Well, what did you just see, Sam? What did you just see? <laughs> um, and the way... I mean, it is for comedic effect, and so I don't really mind it. The second thing is that I, I think the plot is pretty weak in terms of the terrorist side, because mm. apparently that bridge is one of the longest bridges in the world, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, though, why would you take a bridge... Why would you drive on a bridge as your only main escape route, like, why would you have a boat if you're in the fucking islands? That just makes more sense because it's like, if you're on that bridge, all they have to do is either follow you on that bridge and put people at the end of that bridge because it's a fucking bridge or just, you know what I mean? It was just like, uh, I get why they did it because it probably, to blow up the the truck or whatever, I don't know, whatever. But, I don't know, I just thought it was a bit of weak the plot's fucking thin. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's I guess. That's Look, guess it, it is it is a pretty it is a pretty thin plot, and you know, a perfect example of that is the um, the terrorist reveal. So uh, you have when the big bad um, actually is revealed, he's revealed as just like some dude just working, you know, at at the um, the Persian um, architecture whatever Tia Carrera's character runs. He's just working there. And then next mm, minute, mm. he's slapping her in the face, or, you know, or whatever. And it's just like, he's like, oh, that's your bad guy. That's but your bad I, guy. Think, I think that was, um, that was intentional to, to oh, do that. And the other thing that, that got annoyed me is that, so where you, at the end where the movie ends, they cut to the end sequence where, or the post-credit sequence as it would be today, where they're now working together, um, Helen and uh, Arnie, um, and she's like a full-fledged member of Omega. But I'm like, oh, man, you reckon she'd be a field operative one year after? Like, she'd have to do... But then again, I guess she's with her husband, so... I don't know. I just feel like like she she made a leap from being someone who works from behind a desk to a field operative slash CIA agent pretty goddamn quick in a year. Hey, man, that's um, that's just their training. They're so good at what they do. They can bring somebody up from behind the desk, working, um, you know, Monday to Friday job into the field straight away. Straight away. Straight <laughs> away. Um, but, I mean, other than that, it's a good time, man. And it's just fucking, you're just there and you go with a ride and you, it could be a bit more succinct, but it isn't. It's a bit of a long film. And you just have fun and everyone's having fun and you're having fun. And it doesn't involve capes and shit. So it's like, for me... Nostalgia plus good times. I would say though, Anth, it's a bit of a when you look at the James Cameron career and you look at the films he's made. I would say that this is probably his the one time he's probably done a, like a like a payday job sort of thing, if that makes sense. Where he's probably just agreed to put something out in order to make a quick buck, in order to maybe either get leverage for his next project, which I think was Titanic, um, or to get money or funding for whatever passion project he wanted to do. So, 
And you can tell that by pretty much by the writing. I mean, the writing is very cheesy, one-liner sort of thing. But in terms of the the, the grand scheme of things uh, of his filmography, where do you place this as a Jim Cameron joint? Where does this sit with you? Um, yeah, I don't know. Not real big uh, James Cameron fan. Um, yeah, what? So, yeah, you know what? You know what? How about you, you just cunt? you just take this for a minute? You just take this for a minute, and you talk about where you would place it, and I, I'll quickly do some research. Oh, fucking! Who is this guy? This guy's a fucking. Oh, it's not fucking some Z grade director who did fucking Brighter Chucky. Oh, fuck. Um, okay. All right. For me, you'd have to say because he hasn't really made a lot of films, but I'll probably say Avatar is probably my least favorite. And I've only actually ever seen that once in the movies, and I couldn't be bothered going to ever see that again. So that's how much I dislike that film. Uh, then I'm going to have to say The Abyss, and not because The Abyss is a bad film, it's because it's one of those films that it's a fucking slow burn, and you kind of got to be in the mood for it. It's like a film where it's like, you're at home, work from home, from from work because you're sick or it's like a raining Saturday and you got I nothing better to I do. Mind, I don't mind The Abyss. I think yeah, The Abyss would, is all right. It's, it's a long, slow, boring slash thriller film. So, whatever. <laughs> the Abyss. Um, and in order to say after The Abyss, uh, Titanic. Because, yeah, that's the yeah, Titanic. Yeah, it is what it is. It's not bad. Um, then I'd have to say after Titanic... I'm going to say this. So this is right in the middle, True Lies. Then I'd probably rip out Terminator. Then I'd say Terminator, Aliens, then T2. Because T2 is probably the best film ever made. So, yeah. I mean, and I'm not counting his Predator or Piranha film he made. His first fucking. Hey, movie. look, Piranha, Piranha was great. Hey, see, um, see I mean. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, look, look. I was letting you go because if you guys just heard, my dog barked a couple of times. So I was trying to uh, distract him with food. Um, look, I'll throw it out here. Um, Terminator, as you know, probably my favorite with Terminator Two back to back. Aliens have to put that in there. Aliens right. is sick. Aliens is, is probably like some of the best sci-fi ever. And then that's it. Like I, I, I couldn't care less for his films, to be honest. I mean, what you don't like? You don't fucking like uh, True Lies. So True Lies doesn't make. Well, True Lies, look, True Lies. Obviously, I said I enjoyed, but you know, if I'm gonna like put well, up, what the fuck are we doing this episode? <laughs> well, I don't know. You know what? Let's just let's just end it right now. Let's just talk about Commando or something. No, True Lies. Look, True Lies is there. Uh, but you're talking about like the faves, right? The faves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, this is what I mean. Like, when I think of his defining legacy, this, they're the films that I think of when I think of James Cameron. Obviously, Titanic is there, but man, that's just so boring. It's it, you know what, and it's pretty. The plot, um, not the plot, the screenplay. That's what I meant to say. The screenplay, as in the mannerisms and the way people speak and what the lines they deliver, is fucking full of cheese, man. It's fucking cheesy. Fuck, cheesy. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, I mean, yeah. I think my point was that this is quite clearly him. Just uh, not not cashing in. Uh, cashing is the wrong word because this thing, this film made bank, but it was 
yeah, I think it was some, obviously something he just he came up with to get leverage to then do his next thing because I did a bit of probing. True Lies was made by or distributed by 20th Century Fox, which pretty much did all his films. But then the next film was Titanic, and Titanic obviously had the record budget, went over all of that sort of the whole saga that went with that. And, tr- and 20th Century Fox probably wanted some equity slash goodwill with Jim Cameron to say, look, we will fund you um, your your passion project of Titanic if you do a sort of, you know, action film-ish sort of thing first for us. And he delivered on the goods because this film, um, True, True Lies, fucking was the third highest grossing film in 1994 made $378 million, which I know it doesn't seem like a lot now, but, you know, taken to inflation and rah, rah, rah. Um, and when you compare it, when you benchmark it against the other films that came out in 1994, it definitely does stack up. Like, the, the top-ranking film was Lion King and could give a fuck about the Lion King. After that, number two was Forrest Gump, and that's okay. That's not a bad film. Um, it's all right. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's like it's a good film, but like yeah, it's it's okay. Um, then True Lies, then you got The Mask, which is fucking people cream over that film, but I don't know why. It's okay. Nah. S- speed, uh, we we should have done fucking Speed. Hey, fuck, that's a good one. Yeah, we should do some Speed, but yeah, I do have Speed on DVD, so we can review the movie too. <laughs> Flintstones, <laughs> you get, I've never seen that. Dumb and Dumber, that gets way too much cred for what it is. Um. Four Weddings and a Funeral, uh, even that was, that's fucking boring. Interview with the Vampires, fucking boring. And Clear and Present Danger. Nah, Clear and Present Danger, that's fucking sick. That's a good film. Um, and it's like a film, this film here is probably, if people like us don't talk about it, it's one of those things that will just be lost in time. Like everything on else on that fucking 1994 list. It's still in... It's still in Arnie's, like, if you Google Arnold Schwarzenegger's best movies, it's still there. It's still in that top, you know, the top ranking of his best film. So I think it still is discovered and, and talked about. And it is parodied a little bit, like, um, when Arnie goes on talk shows and stuff, um, I can't remember that talk show host's name, but they um, gets famous guys like uh, Samuel Jackson, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and whatever to reenact their, you know, their most iconic roles. And that is one of the roles that, that's brought up. So, um, I, you know, I, I have to disagree with you there. I think it's still one of those films that, you know, can be discovered and is talked about. Probably, look, it's not going to be as much as something that's still getting made to this day, like uh, Predator or Terminator no. or Aliens, you know, or any of those types of films that are still, like, being brought out. Mm. But... You know, actually, fun fact, um, True Lies was in line for a sequel in 2002, yeah. uh, but James Cameron actually axed it because um, apparently Avatar? after... No, 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 no. After 9-11, terrorists were not funny anymore. Well, I get what he's saying. Yeah, I understand completely too. He's but... like, he, the guy's a fucking... He's a monk, right? The guy's not... He's just a, he's a... He's a caricature of every generic terrorist you get. And... But... The sequel wouldn't have... Why does it have to be a terrorist? Why can't it be like, I don't know, some fucking 
other dude like us you know what does it have to be it doesn't have to be islamic terrorist it can be whoever you want it can be an american terrorist it can be a fucking white terrorist it can be some russian terrorist it can be a chinese terrorist who cares why does it have to, like you know oh, i think white. the issue i think the issue would have been is uh if you make a sequel to that film then that film gets brought up into the light again mm, and yeah. then it probably wouldn't be a box-up success american, uh, but americans aren't that dumb i guess 2002 would have been a p- sort of pretty tense time to make those kind of films mm. um yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, okay. But, like, it's still a spy film, right? I'm pretty sure Mission Impossible and stuff came out around that time. So, what's the problem? So, you know what I mean? And it's a comedy. If you make it com- com- you know, comedic, I, I don't know. I think it's just weird. It's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think this film would have been, we would have had great franchise potential, particularly with Jamie Lee Curtis and him as a partnership. Yeah. Um Fuck oats, man. We didn't really could have been a lot of longevity out of this. Um, but funnily enough, I got a fun fact for you. Did you know Jamie Lee Curtis won a Golden Globe for her uh, her portrayal in this film. As I'm gonna actress. I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like I don't, so I seem don't seem like such a nerd. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> yeah, and that's you know that's what's so good about this her her acting. Like that's what I'm saying. Everyone's invested. Everyone's having a good time, and her just character arc is fucking spot on. Um, and I got to say, Jim Cameron. Um, before, um, not, uh, I don't know how to articulate what this thought I'm about to say to be politically correct. So I'll just say, it and hopefully everyone understands that. I mean, um, that this is well, like I have well and good intentions from before you do this, say. before you do it, ladies and gentlemen, here's a disclaimer warning, uh, throwaway line right now. It does not at all represent full metal movie reviews. Okay, go. Um, <laughs> cheers. James Cameron was obviously ahead of his time in what he did with with uh, female characters. He always had a strong female protagonist in all of his films, um, and that's something like he should be, you know, really applauded for. Because Terminator, fucking Sarah Connor, like the most iconic sort of um, female uh, character, sci-fi character of all time. And then Aliens, you got fucking Ripley, like probably just as more, if not more, than fucking Sarah Connor. The Abyss, you had... Ah, oh, fuck. What was the name of the Abyss? Fuck. I'm going to look that up. The Abyss, cast, cast, fucking... Uh, Lindsay Brigman. That's it. So, she was like the, the fucking scientist slash engineer on the rig of the Abyss. Um, True Lies, you had, um, obviously, uh, Helen or Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Avatar whole bunch of those crazy avatar things so like he knows how to write a strong female protagonist and that's something i think he doesn't get a lot of credit for from people like you who don't like him is that (laughs) you know james cameron is fucking he knows how to do a story he knows how to do it well and he fucking he can write some good characters eh? look yeah you know what shut up sam um he can he can he really can but funnily enough that you mentioned that one of the um uh, main criticisms for this movie, and I've actually written this down, uh, was the portrayal of women. Why? So, yeah, um, I've got it here. I got oh, the ex- like what's her name? The expanded. Despite positive reviews, the film was criticised by the National Review as sexist, cruel, or even mm, I, mean, I can't say that word. Whatever for its treatment of female characters such as the hero Schwarzenegger using his agency resource to stalk and frighten his wife. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, okay, fair enough. But I mean, that's, I would argue, not an indictment on females. It's an indictment on males. And it's an indi- indictment on Schwarzenegger's character because he was also a yeah, dickhead how, how in petty. that movie. So, yeah, yeah you know, he can't he, fucking just, just fucking be a man a and man up and, and <laughs> just like talk to his wife and get more involved with his wife. It's not, it doesn't reflect poorly yeah. on her. You know what? I think we've actually opened, you know, Pandora's box to this movie. This movie is actually is actually trying to get macho machismo men to just open up more to their yeah, wives. Exactly. That's what it is. So listeners out there, if you're in a relationship exactly. right now where you're not going to open your heart to, you know, your partner, you know, wife, husband, whatever, you need to open that heart up. Otherwise, you're going to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, all right? Yeah, that's that, what you're going to be like and not in a good way, all right? Well, I'm going to say the only probably I would actually think, like to me, that doesn't make any sense in terms of arguing... <laughs> As, as being sexist towards women, I'd say the only probably argument you could have is um, Tina, whatever, or Tia Carrere's character as the sort of the sex bot sidekick. I mean, yeah, okay. That you could say, oh yeah, she's just there because she's fucking hot and she's just using her, like, you know, she's just there to be hot, right? Okay, you can say that. You can clearly see that there. But fucking, by the end of the film, Jamie Lee Curtis is, is fucking kicking ass and taking names. And... I don't see how her character could be called sexist. Nah, I think I think it's more of just like that portrayal of that, you know, you know just trying to that the wife has to be doing something wrong and uh, you know I mean, all, guess, all that, yeah. you know, the, the, issues like he thinks he owns her or something. I don't know. Yeah, that that type of stuff. But um, but no, look, I do agree with you that James Cameron can um, bring out a strong female protagonist because. A lot of his movies, uh, and like, mind you, look, I haven't seen Avatar, and I haven't seen the hit Piranha to, you know, but... You haven't seen Avatar? No, I haven't seen Avatar. Why would I watch Avatar, man? Do you even know me? Do you even know me? I do, but like, you (laughs) like films, man. Like, I would have thought just by, in passing, you would have seen it. How long is it? Alright, you know what? You know what? You know what we're doing? (laughs) What are we doing? Tomorrow, in my lunch break, I'm going to go down to JB Hi-Fi. Nah, what are you doing? And I'm going to pick up a Blu-ray version of Avatar. Nah. Uh, and provided it's under $25. <laughs> and we're going to sit there and we're going to fucking watch it and we're going to do, we're going to do nah. an Avatar. Nah, right? I'm not doing it, man. I'm yes, not doing are. it. Nah. Look. And then you can choose some bullshit fucking Z-grade horror, horror film to review after, all right? Oh, Z-grade now. Okay, I see how it is. Yeah, all right. Mate, you know what? You I'm like. picking it out for you right now. It's all you fucking like. It's fucking... It's all I like. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, mind you, I just watch Hereditary. Uh, exactly. Very, very good. The, very good watch? family drama movie. All right? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. This, um, this, whole, this, this whole episode is just us just arguing with each other. I love it. I love look, it. I'm not, hey, look, to be honest, for a film that made like almost $3 billion... It's not a fucking good film. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I fucking think it's, it's pretty fucking. Boring. It's not a fucking good film, but it's a fucking good time, right? No, I'm talking about Avatar. Sorry. Oh, Avatar. Avatar. Oh no, 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 yeah, no, no. Who gives a shit about that? Oh, Avatar is fucking. It's fucking shit. Like it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's fucking pretty boring. But it's pretty much Pocahontas in space. But why are you gonna make me sit through that crap? Because I want to make you cry. <laughs> uh, all right. And Avatar 2's coming out next year. Aren't they doing like four or something back to back? Yeah, I don't know what he see the thing about James Cameron is he likes the tech more than he actually likes the process of making a film, I think. 
So he likes to think like a lot of his films did drive um, or were innovative in film technology. So like mm. T2 in particular, to even Terminator 1, like how what they did with that budget in Terminator 1 and then what they did with Terminator 2 with the liquid Terminator. He really, The Abyss as well, how he filmed that movie underwater, um, how he literally like has his own submarine and he goes into like those deep ocean trenches. Shit, man, he, even the, even this movie we're talking about, apparently, True Lies. Like, what did he do there? What do you What do you mean? What he did? Well, what, how are you jump jet and shit? Yeah, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. How do you yeah. How do you do that these days? You know what he I mean? Loves he loves He loves the challenges of a fucking just like developing new technology, and he probably he did this that with Avatar. Like it was IMAX 3D fucking <sighs> stereoscopic filmmaking and blah 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 blah. blah. Like that's that and that obviously, but this is the first time that that stuff came at a cost of the actual movie. So Avatar is a product of that technology rather than the technology being a product of that film. Makes sense? Oh, this just sounds boring, but yeah. Yeah, well, fuck you. All right. Um, <laughs> well, we've been going for about an hour or so, listeners. I think we might wrap this one up. <laughs> it's been a fucking loose one, man. This one's been a loose one. Um, do you have any final thoughts on True Lies? Oh, just watch it, guys. Come on. If you haven't seen it, you've, you've listened to this review, you, you're pumped up for it, you're going to get into an argument with somebody about it, just watch it, all right? It's a good film. It's good time, good fun, and really more films should uh, try and, you know, like those fucking DC movies should really try and take a page out of the script of this and, and just try and do it. It's good. It's good time. It's good time. All right. Yeah. I can't really add anything other than that. And yeah, exactly that. It's a fucking good time. All right, <laughs> listeners, um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at FMMRpod, so on SoundCloud, on iTunes, um, I've been thinking about developing a website, so you know, maybe keep your eye on that. We might even do some blogs or put up some YouTube content. You know, some more stuff coming down in the pipeline. All right, we got we got we got the fires working. All right, we got the fires working. Um, and as uh, as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's been a great, pleasurable experience as always. <laughs> and until next time. <laughs>